0: Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGain.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in AMD. Thank you so much, bye-bye. All right, Uh, how is everybody doing? Uh, It's been a while, for sure. Uh, Just, I guess, a quick update. I was visiting my parents, and I totally had thought I would have time to sort of record, um, especially late at night. But um, I don't know. This this time visiting my parents, it was a very feel-good sort of um, trip. There were definitely stressful moments. Whereas, like, you know, as mentioned previously on some podcast episodes, as you know, my stepdad has neuropathy from diabetes. My mom has diabetes, but just overcame, like, a very, very difficult time in her life where she had, like, a... A good bit of depression a lot of that came from um like her not being able to work because she was a very big workaholic which is where i think i kind of get my tendencies from uh, but she's doing great uh she's rebounded really well and i think the feeling of her taking care of my stepdad has kind of helped put things back into balance but uh what made this trip extra special is um I don't know. There were just a lot of moments where me and my stepdad bo- like bonded uh, and got closer. Um, whereas, like, he's instructed to do these exercises at home, which he like never does. Uh, I, I I think that's just a normal old person thing. You get told to do something for your health and you don't do it. But um, yeah, there were just some days where I just put down my work laptop and I said, you know what, we're just gonna do it together right now. Um, and then so we did. We were doing these exercises together and boy I mean these are not even these are like stretches like I mean like when I found out what those uh what these exercises were I looked him and I looked him in the eye I was like come on dude <laughs> like because I talked to him like that um and he just smiled back here and he's like I know because he knows that he can do them and it, when I'm when I'm down here like six hours away and I call him uh, you know I call him up sometimes and he says you know what I just I can't do them it's too hard and it was just this trip where I figured out what the exercises were and I would just looked him in the eyes like you <laughs> you <laughs> um, so we did the exercise together and there were like a lot of moments where um, we were just realizing that hey he just needed a little bit more motivation so there were some nights where we were just sitting as the three of us me my mom him and me on some like kitchen chairs, um, I don't know, just talking and stretching out our legs, and uh, yeah, his his neuropathy's so bad that um, uh, like even stretching like that could uh, make him really really sore. But I mean, we've kind of exhausted all of our other um, solutions just because we've let it we've let it get as bad as it got uh, because partly he's scared of needles, like terrified. You know, it's like he's definitely having a phobia of those, or he definitely has one. Um, but yeah, just around like a year and a half ago, he got his blood test. His A1C was like 13, but now it's around hovering around 6. Uh, and then one last thing. I mean, I, I didn't record for like two weeks, so I'm just like giving you guys and girls basically like the reasons why. Um, and so my during my stay, I also got him to get better on a better diet, so and he used to eat two, pe- I mean, it's a lot better now, right? Like he, before I came on this trip, he was eating two Eggo waffles in the morning, and then like, maybe he'll eat um, like a bagel and peanut butter for lunch, and then for dinner, a potato and salad. Like, and if you're, if you're knowledgeable about nutrition, you can see how this diet is extremely bad for someone that's diabetic like you're you're not getting your calorie intake um and whenever you eat it's just a majority carbs which sparks your or spikes your um, blood sugar so that's really bad but over the course of the two weeks i've gotten him to slowly accept that he needs to substitute some of these meals so like in the morning now i have my mom make him a low carb wrap from mission it's the same wrap that i use um and then two eggs sprinkled with a little bit of cheese and then one slice of bacon. So you have a little bit of healthy fat from the bacon, some protein from the bacon, and you got some protein from the eggs, and then you have, like, a good vessel or wrap, right, um, that's low-carb. Um, so that's a very, like, nutritious breakfast, better than two Eggo waffles. And then for lunch, I have him basically eat the same thing um, if he wants that option um, or... Uh, a rotisserie chicken and then shred the chicken off of that and then make a, like a quesadilla with a little bit of cheese but heavily heavy on the chicken with again with a low carb wrap um, and then sprinkle throughout the day um, having him eat uh, like three Chobani yogurts like every three hours and like something that's been working the last two weeks is before I came he was like crying at night because his, his pain was so bad. Um, and I had just thought, like, you know, if he's eating potato and salad for dinner, you know, what's causing him so much pain at night? Is it just the, is it just neuropathy? But really, I started thinking, and I was like, you know, his blood sugar probably spikes really often because he doesn't eat. And when he does eat, it's very, it's still very, a lot, very carb heavy. So... At night, we don't have him eat anything that is carb-heavy, whereas before, he might have eaten two bagels or, again, like a potato. Um, Now he's eating, like, eggs and, like, a piece of bacon. Um, And then, so he's been experiencing less pain like that. But he's also been experiencing less pain during the day because um, we're leveling his blood sugar by sprinkling in the Chobani yogurts. And this is all not directed by a doctor or a dietitian because he just won't go and see a dietitian uh, and he won't listen to him. But, you know, we we had this moment where, you know, we were all going to bed and um, I, like, told him, like, um, you know, Rob, that's his name, that's his first name. I said, Rob, there's no one on this planet besides me and my mom um, or there's no one on this planet that loves you more than, uh, my, my mom and me. And it was like a really touching moment. Cause it was pretty early on in the trip and I had been like telling him like, Hey, you know, you should go out for a walk where my mom walks. And he would tell me like, nah, my feet hurt, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, it's just to the mailbox, the mailbox is like down the block um, and he'd be like, "No, my my feet will hurt later if I walk." And then you know, I'm talking about like, "Oh, you know, you probably need to build up some muscle to you know have the soreness hurt less and incentivize you to build on more muscle." And you need to probably eat more too. And I was like telling him like all these things that he needed to do, and I could just tell it was going like in one one year and out the other. And that's that's something that I'm also figuring out is when you get older, you get so stubborn and you get so close-minded because you feel like you've already figured out everything in life. And I get that, like there's a chance that I might be the same way in the future, but really I'm learning so much just talking to my parents and navigating, um, uh, my mom's like super bad, depressive, um, you know, de- de- uh, when she was in depre- like deep depression for the, like the two years, two and a half years. And then now, um, with my stepdad and his diabetes, but you, there's levels to diabetes. I my mom has diabetes, but she doesn't have neuropathy. You know, at least not yet. Um, but I mean, also the way she's really bad. She's been eating too much rice and stuff. I can tell. Like I, have been like tracking like what my parents eat ate for like the last two weeks when I was just like walking around the house, and it's bad. Um, but it's about what you can do, and. Something, one, one more, one more thing, one more thing, and then we'll, we'll get into stocks and stuff, um, the important stuff, right, because this is, a, this is a finance podcast, I guess, um, one more thing, you know, I noticed my stepdad was getting very, he's, he was very, um, yeah, like, what's a good word, he was very easy to get frustrated, it was very easy for him to get frustrated, for example like when my mom leaves for walks our dog is really old so our dog would be like like sniffing at the door really loud like snorting and it's like once every th- like 3 seconds and it's like pretty loud and he would just get so frustrated and he'd be in the office and he'd say you know come on minky stop you know that's our that's our dog that's our dog's name minky and um, you know he he would just continue to get frustrated I could hear him like growing like ugh, like this and meanwhile, you know, like, I'm in my room. It's, like, same distance. Like, it's just the it's same amount. And, you know, my stepdad's retired. He's doing leisureless things. Or leisure, leisure ring things. Things to leisure in. <laughs> like, he doesn't have any obligation. I'm working. Um, so I'm, like, coding. I'm doing all this other stuff. I'm having meetings while Minky is snorting at the door. So I can imagine if anyone should be annoyed. It's probably me. But here is my stepdad in his office being very frustrated. And this is so. This is a lesson that I would hope to kind of instill in you guys and girls that are listening right now or like just pass on some of the things that I've learned personally is that if you let something upset you, it controls you. And that sounds so, that sounds so cliche. Like, oh my God, I've, I've, I almost want to throw up saying it. Um, but really like, um, with all the stresses and all the things that could be happening in this holiday season, um, you know, it's end of year, there's a lot of reasons to be stressed and, uh, you know, maybe stock market's not doing so hot, so it stresses you out or something at your job or something in a relationship. But if you let yourself get frustrated and you don't know how to process it, that stressor owns you it's it's very very weird right so like i'm telling my i'm telling my stepdad i'm telling i'm telling rob like rob if you let minky's snorting annoy you to a point where you are groaning and yelling from across the house minky owns you (laughs) you do not own minky and then that that got that got him to like oh he just didn't say anything but he definitely stopped uh, being upset at Minky, and I and you know we talk about you know this the part where I changed the water filters for my parents um, because they just can't the water the water filter for the entire house. I'm not talking about like a Brita filter. I'm talking about these like huge, huge canisters that you have to use a special wrench for to unbolt from the wall. And there's four huge ones. As I was like doing that, um, he was getting super again frustrated. Because he couldn't find, um, another wrench, um, and while the water is like, leaking on me, and I, I could tell that like, he was a little frustrated. I was, like, saying, like, hey, look, I'm the one with the water, g- with the w- I'm the one that's getting poured on by the leaking water. I want you to just, like, chill out and just know that you can take your time finding the wrench right now. It's cool. It's cool. I just want this to be a bonding experience. I don't want to be stressed, um, And so, yeah, I mean, it's so tempting to just fall into being frustrated and leaning into it and then getting tilted and then doing bad decisions, which is a great, I guess, segue uh, into the stock market, because if you, you know, let one huge loss sort of dictate your future moves, like, okay, I lost all this money and I got to make it all back in this next few plays or... I'm going to give myself this artificial deadline of a month to make it all back or I'm going to quit forever. So if I'm going to put in 10K, I might as well use all of it because I'm going to quit forever after if I don't make it. There are wild, wild justifications that your mind starts making when you're tilted. So be cognizant or try to be cognizant. It's hard. It's hard a lot of times. A lot of times we just go with our instinct and then we get got. But um, when you can, acknowledge when you get frustrated. Um... And I guess on a more positive note, also, like, try to acknowledge when you're growing. Um, my, my, my stepdad would never eat, you know, this, like, egg burrito for breakfast because it probably doesn't taste like much. Um, and that he probably wouldn't eat, uh, or he didn't eat yogurt because he just justified that yogurt gave him a headache. But I would argue that it's all the candy that he was eating before that was giving him a headache without drinking water. But um, yeah, he's my, my stepdad, Rob, has definitely grown. And he's, he's almost 70, which is crazy, right? Like, here's an almost 70 year old man still learning and growing. Um, and, it's, and it's because it's really family. Um, you know, like when, when I told him that no one cares more about him than, you know, the two people in the room. Um, yeah, it was just a really good moment. Like there, were, there were happy tears shed, and and um, yeah, I'm just super glad I made time to go back home. And I guess this is also a reminder: if you haven't been home, or if you, if you haven't called your parents in a while, or or loved ones, you know some of you don't have parents, um, but you might have friends. You might have like other family members that have been there. They miss you just as much as you miss them. They're probably just as busy. Uh, as you think uh, you are busy So give them a call um, the, the holidays are around So I guess it's, it's a good time to call anyway But I would Regardless, no matter what time you might be listening to this Because someone might be listening to this episode Into the future um, Or not like not during holiday season um, But yeah And uh, that's what I was basically up to um, Can't wait for the next trip uh, and happy holidays to everybody. Let's get into the episode. Uh, this week for earnings, honestly, pretty boring. Uh, unless if you're really into tech. I mean, there's like some, and I mean like tech, tech. Uh, well, I mean, like there's GitLab after close on Monday. Uh, before open on Tuesday, there's Couchbase. Like I didn't even know Couchbase was a public company. Uh, And then another database reporting, there is MongoDB. Is Sentinel-1 also a DB? Sentinel-1. Oh, it's a cybersecurity company. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And then before open on Wednesday, there is Academy Sports. Um, Shout out to Major. Uh, After close on Wednesday, there's GameStop. Uh, Before open on Thursday, there's Express. After close on Thursday, there's Costco. Lululemon, DocuSign, Broadcom, and Chewy, as well as Domo. And on Friday, nothing much. So this week, uh, definitely a um, Michael Cohen. That's his name, right? I don't want to, I don't want to get it wrong. Michael Cohen. No, what's his name? What What is it? Cohen. Uh, Cohen GameStop. Ryan Cohen. Yeah, his name is Ryan Cohen. So Ryan Co- this is Ryan Cohen's week with GameStop and Chewy, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but what I'm primarily looking at is Costco. Uh, I made a fair share in Costco this year. Uh, this year for Costco, I made $3,830.51. Um, very, very solid position that I had. I felt really good the entire time I was in it, and I closed out. Um, out of most of my positions at the same time um, earlier this year in august so decided to keep some of the gains but Costco has corrected a bit um, because of its uh, sales numbers earlier this month on the first when they, they were announced um, and uh, yeah it's now chilling at like around 4.94. the most recent peak was like 542 so it's already on a pretty big discount. Um, it's below the 200 EMA, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, with earnings coming by, I don't see myself buying a full lot of 100 shares, but I definitely see myself dollar cost averaging and starting a position prior to Thursday because it's already like basically at a 50% retracement if you look at the uh, most recent high and the most recent last low, I guess. That's how you, that, at least that's how I would explain it. Um, definitely not the technical way to say it, but that's just what makes the most sense to me right now. Uh, but Costco's like very much in the middle. So like either way it goes till Thursday seems pretty good. And like, if it's continue going down after I buy 50, that's fine. Cause I'll buy 50 shares after earnings. But if I buy 50 now or like tomorrow and then, I don't know, it melts up until earnings and maybe, uh, it corrects after earnings because it's, I don't know, just trades flat and that's also okay too, but Yeah, there's just a lot of cool opportunities with Costco, I think, right now. So I'm going to start taking advantage of that. Um, Let's see, let's see. Uh, Lululemon. So Lululemon is interesting to me because I have been more and more interested in the Becky Index after living uh, with my girlfriend. So uh, just seeing her shopping habits has made me realize that uh, I don't think there is a recession. (laughs) I, I think that we are good to go and i'm i'm surprised that uh target has not uh bounced up from her shopping activity but being real uh it has it has bounced from that scary drop that we just had on the 15th i think that was earnings um so we're at yeah we've bounced up to like basically 50 percent on target and it's got a lot of support here so just looking at that. Let's quickly, quickly, quickly look at Lulu. Lululemon, crazy. That's at 385 right now. What is its uh, P ratio? Is it a fair value? 45, pretty high for a clothing company, but Lululemon, um, I mean, I am I almost just wanna say that they're tech. Um, wow, yeah. Good price action for Lululemon. Uh, if it corrects, I will probably start looking at it. I probably would not act on it though, um, because Target and Costco and AMD are probably like pretty much taking up most of my attention span. Like I don't know how people look at such long lists for um, for stocks, man. Like, I don't I don't get it. But anyway, McDonald's has also been chilling like it's been it's did it did really well in the last earnings it popped up and then uh, it's been trading super flat since then um, told myself I would dollar cost average in but I haven't yet and I guess I haven't really missed out on much um, yeah more and more I get more enticed to start building a like a long portfolio. Uh, because I still do want more exposure for, like, the Christmas rally, but it's, it's just tricky, like, the Fed will pivot, and there's just, I, I guess I just see more bearish news on my timeline, because I click on interact with those more than bullish news, because I'm inherently just bullish all the time, like, I want it to be okay, um, Like, from the bottom of my heart, like, I I want everything to be okay, I want everyone to thrive, I want everyone to be able to make money from the stock market, and I want to buy a house and not have it cost my arm and leg, but um, what puts me in check, and what saved me a lot of money this year, is actually looking at the other side, Um, I've been looking at more bearish videos and uh, bearish tweets and stuff and so my timeline is just all kinds of bearish things um, but here here I am though right like on the podcast I'd say that I'm like pretty bullish I guess like I'm I don't take a bearish take often if at all like that I'll let you guys and girls be the judge of that um, and on Twitter yeah I'm definitely bullish because I I guess the only things I really tweet is just I don't know either good stuff or, I don't know, snarky stuff, but, um, on all platforms, I'd say I'm pretty positive. So, to balance that, I don't know, I just look at some bearish stuff, um, here and there. Shopify and Google, I guess, are the last two things I'll, like, quickly talk about. Um, Shopify has been doing really good carving out a bottom, um, and the, and I mean a bottom from, like, 2019 um, and then it's also supported again in 2020 in march uh, it's been here many many times and it's also consolidated since the huge huge crash shopify has had um, earlier this year so the risk reward for shopify seems very decent right now it's rsi on the weekly is 50 it's rsi on the daily is 70 so it's pretty It's pretty hot right now um but if you keep your positions small like here let me talk in the first person just so it's you know i don't know i feel safer when i say if i keep my position small for shopify the implied volatility right now on it makes a lot of sense for me to just like write contracts and you know get assigned anyway if i'm even thinking about buying shares because a hundred shares of shopify Compared to my portfolio size right now, which is around 250, um, 250k, like this is really like just two percent at a time, um, and I guess the point I'm trying to make is when implied volatility is high on a stock that you already want to buy, then that's where you have a lot of win-win. Situations and, and win-win is definitely in quotes because th- they could definitely go wrong, like PayPal for example, and just plummet. Or it could go wrong with Shopify earlier this year and just plummet. Where you can, you can say that you gonna sell covered calls all you want, but there comes a point where you either don't have any more money left, or, <laughs> or it goes down so low, covered calls don't make much sense um, anymore until you buy a lot more and reduce that dollar, co- uh, reduce that uh, cost basis. Um, so yeah. Right now, um, the number one piece of advice I would say for December. Okay, let's say for December, I have two. I have two pieces of advice. Um, number, which one do I want to start with? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do number I'll do the first one. So number one, if you don't know what to do, like if if this mark if this market has been just too crazy all these Fed announcements, and you're getting got left and right, or you know your plays are just not, are not as good as you th- hope they be. Um, one of the key things that have helped me in my past years, exclusively trading this sort of strategy that I employ at datagang.com slash junior, where you can see every single one of my trades. And I'm talking every single one since 2019. Um, the thing that has helped me the most is buying stocks or op- or selling options or buying options in companies that I really like or or I quote it as like that I actually love. Um, these are companies that you know if the price does if the price does go down you actually see it as a good thing as an opportunity. Where if you you know buy into someone else's hype, you're gonna start questioning other people like oh should I stay in this position or if I um, or should I buy more? If you're in a position that, or if you're invested into a company that you really like for very specific reasons, like for example, AMD, I like what they're doing with their GPU series I'm going to upgrade from my Nvidia card to AMD and it's for a reason, you know, it's, it, I have a personal connection with this decision because I am a consumer of both Nvidia and AMD And this is the first time I'm thinking about switching to AMD, so there has to be other people that are also doing it, but I'm personally doing it and voting with my wallet. Um, And so I've already loved how AMD was ran by Lisa Sue and their past earnings reports have been really good. Um, I I own AMD by the way, I said that in the disclaimer earlier in this episode. but trading stocks and trading options becomes a lot easier when you start trading things that you're very, very familiar with, especially things that you're familiar with that you really love. So AMD's up there for me. Um, and that's why I've been trading it so heavily, uh, which is why, you know, AMD is the only thing that I'm invested in at the moment because I feel safest with it. Um, that's, that's what's helped me. Um, number two, is um because it's the end of the year um and uh, a tip that i'm giving myself or something that i've been really acknowledging is this year i'm down right now um ten thousand one hundred sixty five dollars and sixty five cents that's how much i'm down this year in 2020 i made uh 50k in 2021 i made 49k those are in gains and then i had to pay the tax man but that, paying the tax man in those situations, not bad. Uh, um, but this year I'm down 10K. So it sucks, uh, I'm coping with more and more, um, just copium I guess of just like acknowledging that I can't make money every year with this strategy. There are definitely things I've learned this year that could have made this year um, green, like definitely green um but i'm gonna be making an episode about that maybe a few few more few more weeks like end of year or maybe in january just like a summary of like the best lessons i've learned um but for this last month the biggest po- piece of advice is like don't do anything out of the norm like don't switch it up like you're almost done with the year you might have like a big loss um for your um profit loss don't make it worse just you know if you want to try something new definitely consider starting small i mean i definitely like suggest that no, no matter basically what you do but especially if you're like you know most people learn a new strategy and they get super hyped and then they might win one of those trades and then they get super hyped even more and then go like 50% Fifty percent of their portfolio on the next one. Oh yeah, I could sell like ten of these cash uh, secured puts because I won my last one, so nothing will go wrong. You know there are, there are a lot of moments in this last sort of year where you can mess up because you're trying to recoup some gains before uh, the next year starts. Right in about how many how many weeks? One, two, three. in in three weeks. Uh, my profit loss for the year. Will be zero for a brief moment until the market opens. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that because this this year I um, I've essentially made money on every single ticker I've traded except PayPal. So PayPal I realized a loss of about seventeen thousand um, dollars. But everything else I'm green on. So you know. I learned a lot, I should have a max loss defined for when I'm like, um, in a stock that's like, really dropping like as for example, if I was in Shopify, I would have probably made the same mistake too of holding on too long. Um, But that's just something that I'm carrying on into 2023, where if I have a sizable position in something, especially if I'm in something that I'm not as familiar with, uh, as AMD, then yeah, I do need to go in with some sort of stop loss um whereas like before i was very against it but you know having a very very low stop loss i think is okay i think a stop loss that's like five percent lower is probably too too um probably too cautious right like i'd rather have a chance at lowering my break even before like realizing loss at minus five percent um but yeah just lessons learned there but uh the end of year in this last month, these last three weeks. Don't don't rush it. Don't don't switch it up too too quickly, too drastically. Um, you know, try to reflect on like what you have learned um, this year because in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, it was easy to trade. Like I mean, oh I mean no, I take that back. In twenty twenty, it was scary. Like it was scary to trade because we had the COVID crash. Twenty nineteen was like a melt up, which basically is the reason why. I got into um, uh, into this like scary moment because I got assigned eighty thousand dollars worth of cash secured puts because we were just in a slow melt up and nothing was like wrong really it was just I remember at the time like the biggest stuff was like China tariffs and stuff and that was like the biggest of news. Um, And so I was like writing these cash secure puts because I had already gotten like a fair share of wins from like put credit spreads and some losses on call credit spreads. And I was just like, "Ah, you know, I have a good bit of money now here and I want to start writing cash secure puts. And I just wrote too many. And then this black swan event happened, COVID crash happened. And then that's where I learned like, yeah, if you write cash secure puts, you got to be ready to own the stock like straight up. It doesn't matter how safe you think it is. Uh, If you want to just collect premium, you got to be ready to own the stock. And trading through that, uh, I traded through the the downturn um, of the crash. I traded through the rally end of the year with 50,000 in gains. Uh, And then the next year, you know, we had more melting up, more, you know, trading during the melt up was also kind of scary too, because I had gone through the crash, right? So the COVID crash, and you can tell that it's just not, or maybe you can't tell. That's what I try to say maybe you can't tell. But on the way up, um, it's not so obvious that's just gonna go up. So you know, it, unless if you traded during that time, you wouldn't know how many people were like, oh, okay, now this is the top. We're gonna head lower because you know we're gonna have another um, extension of lockdown, or we're gonna have another mask mandate, or you know this um, uh, more COVID numbers are gonna come out soon. So there were so many people talking about, you know, there's going to be another crash. And it never happened. And I am carrying some of that logic and some of those learnings into here, where we've corrected from November of last year till now, where we've bounced a little bit. And a lot of people are saying, yo, dude, we're still in a downtrend, Um, you know, sell everything. But uh, I'm definitely doing what's comfortable for me. Right? I'm trading a company and companies that I really like. Um, so in the event that there is a black swan event, if I get stuck with something, it's a lot easier to hold, right? That's a very hard rule for me right now. I, I am definitely not experimenting with new companies and learning about new news cycles and stuff because was, that was already like a, That was already something that I kind of went through with Costco where I've traded Costco before, but not at a equity level like this where I'm like buying a hundred shares at a time sometimes. But um, yeah, just learning about like, you know, oh, sales numbers come out every month. And, you know, that's a good way to look at how, you know, their business is doing. Oh, how often per year or per years do they raise annual membership rates and all this stuff or oh where, where did their margins come from oh well yeah i didn't know that they had like the lowest uh, shoplifter thing shoplifter numbers all all of these things that kind of come with like just learning about a new company i feel like i, I did with basically costco um and my mom likes costco so there's also that um yeah so again um trade what you know trade what you love Uh, piece of advice number one for the next three weeks and number two uh, don't rush it don't change anything up too much just you know whatever whatever you're doing right now is probably okay as long as you're not on like a downward trend that's like the slope of a cliff (laughs) but um, yeah don't don't get got during the holidays it feels extra bad um, having even way less money uh, during a during a season or during a, a time where you know you know, extra spending is normal. So use use the extra money to buy yourself a nice meal, your family a nice meal, your friends a nice meal. Um, maybe when you're at the grocery store, buy that piece of fruit that's kind of expensive that you cu- that you really like, but you just get oranges instead because they're cheaper or something. Or I don't know. It's 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 a time to treat yourself, um, and doesn't have to always just go into stocks and be all this like. Uh, oh yeah i'm a super sick investor i gotta put my money in here because that's the only way money grows it's not about that all the time uh sometimes it's just about buying that thirty dollar steak from the the butcher <laughs> even at, at your local grocery store it doesn't have to be a butcher like just, just buy that thirty dollar cut and just put it on a searing pan and enjoy yourself like that sounds that sounds pretty good i'm starving um Anyway, thank you for listening. Sorry about the huge uh, uh, rant, spiel, um, update in the beginning. Uh, I just felt better putting it in the middle of the episode because um, I know that a lot of people, or not a lot, I'm not going to say that there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, but you know, the ones that do listen regularly, I am still going to be recording every week as often as I can, basically, again, every week. Uh, These last two weeks have just been like a very, very happy roller coaster. I'd say like the last few parental visits have been a very scary and not so fun roller coaster. But this one had, again, its ups and downs, but this was definitely a fun roller coaster. I'm very thankful that I have um, parents that uh, care about me. And I'm very thankful that I have uh, parents to care about because I know that there are other people that don't. I'm very thankful that I have friends that care about me. Even though I might not have a lot, I do have a few that care uh, about me. I'm very thankful that I have a girlfriend. I'm very thankful um, that I work at a place that treats me well. I'm thankful that I have uh, both of my arms, both of my legs. I say that one all the time because I just I love jiu-jitsu and I know that there are plenty of jiu-jitsu athletes that don't have like an arm or a hand, but like I am when I'm wrestling someone and I'm and I have a great day, I'm like, dude, I am just so happy I got two arms, cause uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not the best at jujitsu, but dang, I try my best, and I'm just thankful I have all the normal, I guess, um, um, uh, just I don't know, the normalcy of just having a full body. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I get that kind of. Um, No, maybe I do. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I definitely have had friends, especially when I was a kid, that were missing either, like two fingers was one. Uh, I've had a friend that was missing his entire forearm and hand, his left one. He was like my best friend when I was like visiting my dad um, for like the entire summer, and we we would like trade Pokemon cards and stuff, and like I would push him, on the, you know those tricycles. But the big wheels, like in the front, I think they're called big wheels. Like we had those, and we would like race with the other neighborhood kids, and it would be me pushing him. Which now looking back, and wow, this is just totally made me remember him. I totally forgot what his name was. He was Korean. It was just a like big Korean neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I would push him, and then we wouldn't win. But damn, we we had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's just about being grateful <laughs> and then also that or thing that earlier, like trying to g- process your emotions better. I, I think I'm getting a lot better at that um, in these last few years of my life. Um, I'm getting a lot better at processing my emotions, especially the negative ones. Um, and a lot of that is just being grateful. For the most mundane things, if you really take a look at it, damn. It is pretty nice to be able to drink water and have a hot shower sometimes. Like i I think down to that level sometimes. It's nuts. Um, anyway, have a great week. I will stop talking, um, and I'll see everybody on the Twitch stream on Tuesday. I also haven't been streaming, but anyway, Twitch stream on uh, Tuesdays, 7:30 p.m. Pacific time at Real twitch.tv Twitch TV slash Real Thank you so much for listening. I'll see everybody next week, and bye bye Whoa, 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 (sighs) whoa. Almost forgot something. Huge shout-out, and thank you uh, to my patrons that we are also um, having a secret Santa. So if you're listening to this and you're a patron, you got to sign up. Um, uh, I think the sign-up's actually closed tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, I put it on the 5th. So... Uh, A.G., Arfman, Avrilian Andy V., Can't Make Money, IRL, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cats, Fancy Wolf, Grandpa 95 uh, Jay ZN, Kaput, Lazy Reservist, Leo Jetson, Lord Skeletor, Maestro XC, Maulmanian 856, McFly, Jon Snow, M. Hayden, um, Mike D., Mitch 7, Mods Mr. Integrity, Pasture Bedtime, Rooster uh, Rush Years, Seneca Shifty, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Symmetrix, Digester, Theaterate, Upstream Puddle. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.